All right, John is with us now, and as we said, the Fox broadcast starts at at seven thirty, and then the game starts at eight. I was just talking, John, about watching you that night with Morris. I, you've lived the game seven, so what was your, what do you remember about the moments leading up to that game seven? Well, the biggest thing is for me, I always wanted to pitch in those game sevens as a kid, and I really believe putting myself in those scenarios helped me. Uh, I pitched game seven and. Uh, against the Pirates and went nine innings. So that helped uh, live into that moment on the road, you know, just to get to the World Series, um, being able to not give up any runs and pitch nine innings. I I just think that that game sevens should be the dream of every pitcher in in baseball, but you know that's not the case. Not every personality, not everybody handles it the way that, that I think you should. That doesn't guarantee success, but if you don't embrace it, and you don't want it, I don't know how you could be successful if the moment falls into your lap. So, Does Game 7 uh, feel differently than the other games? I mean, it's the only oh, one. Yeah. So even though you can have a closeout game, Game 7 just has a, a, a different feel to it, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing like it. Um, even on an elimination game, you know, you know you got to win another game. So you got to get there. I mean, it has the same kind of, you know, win or go home. But you're not winning anything in an elimination game unless it's a winner-take-all game seven. And that's the biggest, the biggest difference because now you're no longer trying to keep and fight your team to stay alive. You know that if you do your job, you win it. And everyone wants to end the season on a win. And the only one team's going to do that tonight, and it's going to be the team that can absolutely handle um, the kind of tension that comes with this game. Rendon took away the drama and all the controversy at a Holbrook Hall. It would have been all that's anybody's talking about. Uh, he he kind of took a lot of that away. Uh, having slept on that, any different thoughts on what Holbrook did? Well, you know, it's like, uh, what, somebody can watch an event eight different ways and get eight different results of what they see. This is the most controversial uh, rule in our game. It is the rule. Um, you can see it a bunch of different ways, depending on where you come from on that rule. And I can just tell you that, you know, this judgment-type call is, uh, is the equivalent of – it's not that they blew – it's not like a, a pass interference in the NFL with the New Orleans Saints with a game. You obviously know that cost them the game. The game was over. That blown call cost them the game. This rule, letter by the rule, this call did not cost somebody, thankfully, the game. But you can understand why the emotion and the anger of the Washington Nationals – was on full display because there wasn't a lot of places he could have gone once he got to the bag. Now, you could argue he could have been inside the line, but he got back to the center of the bag, and it just happened to be the perfect storm where the ball, the runner, and the glove all met at the same place. So I I just think the rule and the opportunity to make this go away is is there for baseball i really believe a bigger bag in foul territory is an answer that you can you can relieve the the question and this and you just allow a runner to have access to more of the bag in foul territory it's a great and, you know they do you know, that in little league they do that now in literally they put those two bags in. it makes it it's safe for play it really is and I think that's the only reason why we don't have it too close to softball maybe it's more like little league and you know, we've got to find a way um, to alleviate, well, this is just history in baseball and this is always the way it is. 
we got to be able to, like we have at other bases, you know, we've changed the slide rule. We've changed the double play. Now we still have a play at first place that still has too many people wondering what the rule is, how to interpretate, how to interpret it, the, the rule, and the fact that that play could have, thankfully it didn't, end an inning or end a chance for somebody uh, to keep playing. So all things being said, it's just one of those rules that you, the eye of the beholder is going to determine. I know the letter of the law. I get the letter. of. I know what the rule says, but you're talking about bang, bang interpretation on a judgment of where the runner was at the time the per, you know, the throw was. I said last night on the air, we were taught as players, when in doubt, throw it at the runner because you, you might get the call. And it's usually the bang, bang play. It's never a play that isn't bang bang so you think of the chances that of that play coming into play you know having the 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 way that it, it played out we're talking with john smoltz who was uh who will get game seven tonight on fox uh will be there as the analyst along with uh joe buck and was one of the great uh postseason clutch pitchers of all time all right what are you expecting from scherzer the way his last couple of days has unfolded. First, do you think health's an issue? And then if it is or it isn't, what are you expecting from him tonight? Yeah, I think in the, in the area that he was dealing with, that, that it won't be that big of an issue. I think the shot usually works. That's what allowed him to throw the other day. Um, I think uh, adrenaline is an incredible thing early. And it's really what I'll be watching is once the adrenaline wears off, you know, is it, does it tighten up? Is he uncomfortable? Because you can get through a lot with adrenaline, and you know that this game is going to have people hyped up. I would think that the early part of the game would be the biggest challenge from the RPM, what I call racing a little bit too much. If Scherzer has his secondary pitches, then you know he feels better. But he fought him the entire time last game. He fought his mechanics, and you know he wasn't right. And he's battling. And you get to this point in your life and in the in baseball, and you, a lot of pitchers have had to deal with this, and he's one of those warriors. That's why you knew it, it, it just absolutely killed him why he couldn't pitch on Friday. But I think the biggest thing that Washington has going for him now, in a weird way, they have more weapons for Game 7 under this format than they would have had it been traditionally he pitched in Game 5, and let's just say the same results happen. So they're more prepared for Game 7 now um, that they forced it. So I think then they would have been. Yeah, it's very true. Line. All right. Yeah. How about Grenke? You know, Grenke really does slow everything down. We know he's had anxiety issues in his life. He's, I watched him pitch at Yankee Stadium. He basically is almost in a trance during the game. I mean, he's, he's, it's almost that he slows it down that much and he, he really doesn't pay attention to anything going on around him. He does, he looks like he's just not paying attention to anything. How about him handling the, a game seven? Well, everything you just said is probably true and might actually be a benefit for a Game 7 because I don't think anything of that is going to change. So I don't think he realizes the magnitude of this game when he's out there. Um, it, it might be little things that bother him that wouldn't bother anybody else. And then there's probably big moments that might cause people to be a little more nervous that won't for him. So in, in a weird way, it might be the guy and the game that he actually needs um, because you got to have that kind of you got to have kind of like it's ain't that big of a deal, but at the same time, be able to, um, you know, compete without racing and without running yourself uh, a little too hot, if you will. And I think that's the, the key. Slower heartbeat, 
Um, the biggest thing that I found in these games, I pitched in three of them, is, is you just keep making pitches. It's going to be the most fatiguing, mentally fatiguing game you'll ever pitch in your life. And the reason is because you're really going out to out. You're pitching every inning like it's the ninth. And if you do that, you know, I could never have done this in a regular season. I would have never made half my career um, if I put the intensity and, 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 and just the attention to detail in a game like this. You just are going, you know you're going to be mentally fatigued. You know physically you're, everyone's kind of in the same boat. So you're going to have to grind a little bit harder on location because your stuff won't get you by the entire game. And there's just little things that you learn to do that, that um, help navigate through this game. We're talking with John Smoltz. Cole's role. How big is Cole's role tonight? Well, it's going to be tricky. I mean, not that he won't want to pitch. It's going to be tricky and win. You know, the game's going to have to be well within uh, the the role of, of what A.J. would like to have. I don't think he's going to wait long to take Grinky out of a game if he doesn't see early on the stuff he wants to see. And I think for Cole, uh, the perfect scenario uh, might be, uh, you know, the seventh or eighth inning. But you got to get to that point. So you never want to get a guy like Cole ready in a hurry. You never want to get him in a situation where he's out of his element and racing to get in the game. So a controlled How inning. long will he need to prepare? How much do you want to tell him in advance? that you, I mean, you want to give him a – you want to get him, let him get up and throw for a couple of minutes? Does he need a lot of time tonight? You know, I don't – yeah, I would think that personality-wise, he'll, he'll – That'll be uh, individually different for each. I don't know if he's ever done something like this. So you're basically asking some guy who's great and one of the greatest years ever to get in a position where he's unfamiliar with. So you want to create as much time and structure as possible because he's used to that structure. And I'll just give you a perfect example, not that the two are the same. My first game I, I had to close, I threw 50 pitches before I went into that game. Wow. That was not a recipe for success. I had to learn how to get it to 15 and uh, I did learn. So, but, but when you get to that point, your adrenaline will work like no other. And for one inning, he might throw a hundred miles an hour, every pitch. I'm not saying that would work to his advantage, but you know, he's telling his manager, he will be ready tonight. Washington has overcome a lot of game. They overcame. They had to come back in the wild card game. They came back twice against the Dodgers. They came back again last night with a great performance from Strasburg and Rendon. Uh, uh, you think that helps them tonight, or is it all just tonight different than everything else? And you throw everything else out. I'll tell you what helps them. That is it not a recipe for success. Just like I say, when you see numbers like. All right, two out runs. They've, they're they're at a historic rate. You can't keep living by the two out runs. But the one thing you know that you can do is get two out hits. So it's a good thing, but you just don't want to lean on it. The other thing is they know they can come back. They've been down four times in elimination game, and they've come back in all four to win. Now, is that what they want to do tonight? No. Absolutely not. No. But it gives them some sense of confidence that they're never out of the game because they've found ways. So I think it's a little misleading at times to think that that's a good formula, but I also think it's an, an opportunity for a team that has a swagger about them that feels like we're going to find a way, and they, you haven't heard any of them say our backs are up against the wall, we got nothing to lose, which I love because that's a dumb statement that too many players make. And I think the biggest factor is they want their star players to be in position 
to do what they're doing. I could tell you one thing right now. If I'm Houston, I am not pitching to that 21-year-old if I can help it. And that's the highest compliment I can give wow. to a young player. I was going to get Basically, to that. So you you really see that much in him already that you would not let him beat you tonight? No chance. Wow. He has just proven to me. That's a great Cole, compliment. That is Erlander, a, right. That he's handling the fastball. He's handling the pitch we've been trying to get to, and we can't make that pitch. So there's no reason to mess around with him. And you just got to have pass the baton because he's batting behind Rendon, which makes their lineup. That's what makes their lineups, you know, so tough. But if the situation has a base open, you better make sure that you're pitching around them or in some cases don't even make the attempt and let the guy behind you beat you. Do you feel the same way about Altuve or, uh, or no? Well, see, Altuve is a special guy where in the sense that he has that, the reason he gets pitched through so much is because he has a lot of swing in his game, meaning you can sometimes get him to expose the strike zone or expand the strike zone. Like last night, so it's, it's the pitch in the like dirt. Like last yeah. night. Yeah. And then there's also going to be times where you think you've just thrown the worst pitch you can throw away off the plate a foot, and he gets to it. So that's the, the wild card with him. Now, I wouldn't say that's the case for, for Brantley, the guy who's behind him. You know you're not going to get him to expand. So whenever you're given the lineup card as a pitcher – and the manager has to look at the strategy of navigating through a, a really tough lineup. Those are the things I look for, and those are the places I go to. If I know I can get a swing in this guy, I'm getting to him, and I will pitch to him. But if I know that my chances are less to get him to swing and miss like a Brantley, then I'm going to have to go to somewhere else. And you always look at the way that you can navigate in or out of trouble and avoid the crooked inning because the crooked number inning is a killer in a Game 7. One run at a time. You can give up one run in the first three innings. You're in the game. You've kept your team afloat. But if you give up a three in the first, all of a sudden it just feels like the game has, has – it's amazing the psychology of, of baseball on how certain numbers come about and how certain scores come about. That big number early or that crooked number late is an absolute killer. But one run will not. I always tell people – Whenever they ask for advice or they're pitching in a game, solo home runs rarely beat you. Almost never, unless somebody just dominates you on the other side. So you got to keep walks to a minimum. The other thing, John, is this. Yes. Normally you'd say game seven, you know, home team has an edge, but how can anybody say a home team has an edge in a series where six straight times the, the visiting team wins a game? I mean, it's kind of bizarre. I mean, this has never happened before in history. We know that. You guys brought that up. I didn't know that until last night when you guys said it, uh, that it's never happened in any series ever. I remember your series. I was at uh, every game in that series, uh, I believe. I think I might have missed one game in Atlanta, but I think I was at every other game, and I was at all the New York games, and your series, which went five games, uh, where the visiting team won the game until the Yankees won game six, three to two in the loudest Yankee stadium I ever remember when Girardi hit that triple. Uh, that's the loudest I ever heard Yankee stadium. They won game six. So that's the first time ever. So is home field zero tonight? You almost feel that way, right? I mean, just, uh, just in the since I've been doing the World Series, uh, this is my fourth year, and basically every game's been clinched on the road. Now, twice in game seven, you had the the Astros win at the Dodgers. You had the Cubs win at Cleveland. And then you had the Red Sox win at L.A., even though they had home field advantage. It's been a, it's been a weird couple of years. You work this hard to get home field advantage like the Houston Astros did. It should and usually does mean something. 
but it goes back to my earlier point that if you don't do the things that put pressure in the other team to make home field mean something, then it means absolutely nothing. And that's the beauty of experience. I like people talk about, well, this team's more experienced. They have the advantage. Not necessarily. They only have the advantage when they put themselves in position to utilize that experience. Because if the other team doesn't know any better and they jump the lead on you, then that experience means nothing. So it's the same thing with home field advantage. I'm shocked. It's one of the best teams in baseball at home. They've played maybe not their greatest baseball here at home, but then they go on the road and win three games. This has been a series of the unexpected. It really has. You think something's going to happen. The opposite happens, and it's really, really hard to pinpoint why. It's been a great series, too. It's been a great series. It really has. You got really good pitches. You got some really wonderful uh, players in this series who are playing well, guys at the top of their game who are going their way to, you know, like Rendon or Cole or the kid. Soto has been just amazing. Uh, You know, Springer. I mean, uh, you've seen that in this series. And, you know, it's really weird, though, because the way they got beat at home, never having a lead in any of the three games, you figure, boy, that's going to be a hard game for them to come back to Houston now and win. And they come back and play great last night. So, I mean, that was a heck Absolutely. of a performance. Yeah. That surprised me yeah, last this, night. I got to be honest. I didn't know if they had that in them last night. This has kind of been, you know, we haven't got the games I thought we were going to get. I, I I just knew we'd get a two to nothing, two to one, one to, we haven't gotten any of those games. We've had a couple really close games and the game breaks open because the pressure of the offense has made that happen. But what this has been is a throwback to the best starting pitchers usually win the baseball game, right? The most dominant performances have taken their team to victory. And small ball, even though we're in the era of home runs, and I get it, home runs have won the series in some big moments. Pressure, contact, stolen base, a lot of things that you don't see in the regular season are on full display tonight. And it might very well be some of those little things that we used to watch and know were part of baseball might actually come and play tonight to win a World Series. Sure, someone's going to hit a home run, and there's probably going to be multiple. But I think the contact and pressure, we saw what Houston did to the Yankees by putting the ball in play more than they did. They won the series. Washington put the ball in play more than than Houston did here at home, meaning them on the road. They won the first two games. Houston went to Washington, put way more pressure on them, put the ball in play. They won those three games. So it's really kind of followed the team that's been able to do the little things uh, because you know everyone's going to hit homers is might be the the thing that actually wins the World Series. Very interesting. Listen, appreciate it coming on today. It's very nice here on the Game Seven. The world will be watching tonight. Enjoy, enjoy it, and uh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it very much. All right, my pleasure. Thank you, John. John Smoltz.